we're live. Grass Monkey oh, baby. Podcast coming at you. Coming in hot as always, as we like to do. As always, number of technical difficulties, but we make it work. Yes, I feel like during this process of podcasting, we're also becoming um, highly qualified audio engineers. Fuck, I'm actually interested in learning how to sort it out because it's driving me nuts so much. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. my desk at, at the moment, like my in my home office, has so many cords, microphones and headsets that it looks like I know what I'm doing, but I literally am just throwing shit against the wall. Yeah, it's one of those things for me in the um, Melbourne office that we've we've got it set up where it should be just sit down, <laughs> press record and get going. Like I've been working towards that and putting good time to get it like that. And it just doesn't seem to be working. I but, th- you know, with great challenge comes great reward. So true. I think I've got to get rid of the Lenovo. You think it could be the computer, right? I think the Lenovo has a lot to do with it. I had an Apple for about three weeks and just couldn't use it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon uh, the Lenovo needs to go. Okay, fair enough. Well, there goes that Lenovo sponsorship I was going for. Fully, fully. Yeah. What's been happening, brother? Ah, oh, mate, what's been happening? It's been all happening, as always. Had mum in town. Um, oh. She left. That was great, uh, having her around. Went to the Sydney Road Festival in Melbourne, um, which is just an awesome street festival they put on. Lots of bands, lots of music, lots of beers. Um, then mum sort of shuffled out of town, and I subbed in friend of the show, Rosa. Rosa. I don't even know Rosa. Of course, yeah. I remember Rosa. Um, it, for those who don't know, he's an old friend who's been living in Amsterdam for uh, a little while now, doing quite well with his DJ act called Odesan. So, um, yeah, just been hanging out with him. He came over last night and we just stayed hydrated, basically. How about yourself? What have you been up to? Uh, actually, funny story. Last time I saw Rosa was at your wedding yeah. and he was tearing up the dance floor. Oh, he loves to. He can't help it. He's doing a number on that thing. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I, I've just been busy this week. Just heaps of meetings and um, surfing a little bit. Now that uh, that cyclone's gone away and it's not massive, I've been surfing a bit. And, uh, oh, actually, I'm doing this laps for life. Yeah, tell me, talk me through this. I saw something online. Yeah, yeah. So everyone that listens to the pod or anyone that likes to uh, support the pod, I'm doing uh, Lux for Life, which is basically uh, a uh, charity that raises awareness and um, provides support for youth suicide and mental illness. Um, wow, that's really, yep. Yeah, so great cause. And uh, I think it's one... Young Australian takes their life. I hate to start the pot in such a dark place, but one Australian, young Australian takes their life every day. And yeah, it's a really tragic thing. And um, I'm doing 20K in the month of March in the pool to raise some money and put it towards that. I'm part of Team Lara. So if you search... Uh, yeah, how do people get on board? Yes, go to Laps for Life. And then search Team Lara. I won't go into the story, like the full background, but it's a really tragic story and of a close sort of uh, friend of our families. And so, yeah, jump on there and please support us. Um, 
Get me. Sounds in, good. Yeah, get me in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, listeners, you've heard the call. Let's do it. Let's get behind him. Let's get this man wet. That's it. And then get him wet. And then um, <laughs> other than other than that, I got on a R. Kelly uh, watching this R. Kelly interview. Yeah, right. What do you think? Did you get through all six episodes or whatever? I've watched like just the snippets with that Gail. Uh, Gail King. Gail. That's a recent interview he did, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, where you know how he's been charged. So he's come out and done that inter- this interview with Gail King, who was like Oprah's sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a. Know, yeah. yeah, it's a confronting interview, eh? It's, he loses his shit at some point, doesn't he? And stands up and starts going all... Yeah, he totally loses his shit. Not at her, but just like at the world. And yep. um, several times during the interview, he said some shit that I just... I sort of worry for him that... I don't know why his lawyer said for him to do it. It's a weird one, eh? That, yeah, it doesn't seem like great advice, but I don't know if he's had any good advice during his whole career, so... Yeah, it seems like that. And uh, yeah. mate, you dropped the Brad Paradise stuff. New music. Well, it's coming up. It's coming up soon. Very oh, it's soon. Not dropped. Just nah, it's work. Well, I would chucked a few teaser clips out there for the forthcoming single, Graceland. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's going to come out in sometime later this month. So yeah, we'll definitely keep everyone posted. Okay. Yeah, I'll see. In but the, for uh, today, hey, I'll see in the teaser video clip for that. Yeah, yeah, it's had a good sort of response already. People are interested at least in what what it's all about. So soon to find out. Cool. But um, yeah, let's uh let's sort of talk through what we have got in store for the listeners today. We thought we'd um we want to start off with a recap on what's happening with the Cardinal George Pell situation, and genuinely, uh, generally the media's reaction to it. Um, we'll start off there. We wanted to talk about um the situation with ilan omar over in america um seems to be getting uh singled out for some of her recent um comments in congress so we'll look into that and sort of what's happening there and then i want to get a bit of an overview of what on earth is happening to the king and the lakers because by all accounts it seems to be going down the gurgler that it is so that's yeah, that's what we've got on this on the cards for today. A monster pod. An absolute huge, monster pod. Just full of all facts and everything that people have come to come to expect from us. So mate, let's have a look at it. George Pell, it's been um a week since we first touched on the the subject. How have you found the media climate since then, considering the status of this man and the conviction of and the crime of which he's been convicted? Yeah, I, I found it really, not not surprisingly, really disappointing. And my biggest, uh, sort of once Pell got um, convicted, I basically turned my, my aim, I guess, and in a lot of sort of texts to you, towards these prime ministers that have supported him, in particular John Howard and Tony Abbott. Absolutely. And the mainstream media, well, the media in general, just have given these guys a fucking pass. It's unbelievable the way they've been framing their comments, eh? Like, it's completely A-OK for them to support this monster. What, you know? Exactly. Um, 
I think just so that, uh, we can give a bit of context. So, yeah, recently John Howard, former Prime Minister John Howard and Tony Abbott have both come out post-conviction to uh, support George Pell. Um, one of the comments from John Howard, I'll just read a quote here. I'm aware he's being convicted of those charges, that an appeal against the conviction has been lodged and that he maintains his innocence in respect to these charges. None of these matters alter my opinion of the Cardinal. I've known Cardinal Pell for approximately 30 years. We first became acquainted when he was, I think, an assistant bishop in the Archdiocese of Melbourne. Inevitably, we became better known to each other and after he became Archbishop of Melbourne and later still Archbishop of Sydney. Cardinal Pell is a person of both high intelligence and exemplary character. Strength and sincerity have always been features of his personality. I've always found him to be lacking hypocrisy and cant. In his chosen vocation, he has frequently displayed much courage and held to his values and beliefs, irrespective of the prevailing wisdom of the time. I just can't stomach that. It's disgusting. And that is actually taken from a signed reference that John oh, yes, Howard I've seen that. John Howard provided the judge after he was convicted. So this guy's been convicted. John yeah. Howard sat down at night and written that. I just we are living in a in a surreal time, man, where this is even close to acceptable. How you know? For one, what is it what is he thinking? I mean we and we'll go into that, perhaps the motives behind these things, but hmm. Yeah, the the thing that rubs me the the wrongest, the worst, like the worst thing about it all is just them being able to have this platform to defend this man and no one calling bullshit on the whole situation. Other than us. There are a couple. Yeah, well, Brass Monkey, you can, we're always calling it how it is. Mm. But yeah, just another quick one from Tony Abbott. This is a quote. He's been found guilty by a court of a horrible crime, an absolute horrible crime. It is going on appeal and let's see what the appeal court ultimately decides. He's been convicted. Mm. He's been convicted and the other thing is is you can bet this appeal is going to end up in his favour in some way. Yes, I, I completely agree. So, two... Liberal, and let's, this isn't a liberal or Labor thing, but two liberal prime ministers um, within the last 20 years of our government have come out in, in support of this priest. Now, this is after, this is after everyone knew that the, um, George Pell supported people like Gerald Ridsdale, um, who got convicted of, I think, about 85 uh, child abuse charges. Um, yep. This is after he's been highly like it's been highly speculated that he's been covering up um child abuse and things like that in in the in the church these prime ministers come out and write you know sworn fucking references uh to show their support for this prick see what is the point like from a perspective of john howard here what's his end game you know what i mean like exactly what is what benefit is coming out of this? What benefit is it for John Howard to come out and do it and someone like Tony Abbott to come out and do it? And that's the real question that no one is asking. And we're not getting into, you know, theories here or anything. It, we're just sort of stating the facts. Like why would you, why would they be motivated 
to come out and support this guy. And it leads me to um, look, sort of looking back at when uh, Senator Bill Heffernan um, addressed the parliament in um, October of 2015. 20, yes. Um, a, a little known uh, tidbit that, wasn't it? Like highly unpublicized, but yeah, continue. Highly unpublicized. There's one news outlet, well, you know, blog outlet that's reporting this. But um, in 2015, um, Bill Heffernan was reporting to the parliament about um, a look into child sex abuse within the, um, I don't know, mate, was it a, like a royal commission into it or? It was, I don't know if it was a royal commission, but yeah, it was some kind of a huge investigation. Huge um, investigation. And he stated he'd been leaked a um, leaked an article from the police that uh, essentially had a former prime minister's name on it um, in relation to pedophilia, um, potential pedophilia um, charges. Yeah. Um, I think what we'll do just for listeners at home right now is play that clip. Here we go. Extraordinary claims coming out of Canberra tonight with a former prime minister allegedly on a list of suspected pedophiles. Liberal Senator Bill Heffernan, who is pushing for the Child Abuse Royal Commission to include the legal profession, told an explosive Senate hearing he has a police list of 28 prominent suspects. There's a former Prime Minister on this list, and it is a police document. No names were mentioned. The list has been handed to the Royal Commission. I mean, that's incredibly damning stuff that he said in that statement alone. And the fact that that is not well known. I find shock. Well, not shocking, but um, I think it's something that should be out there, especially in light of what's sort of happening now with with Pell. Exactly, and uh, Heaven and left Parliament shortly after in 2016. But the list that he's referring to form part of police documents that had been signed off by Gary Crook QC the former senior counsel assisting New South Wales Wood Royal Commission into police corruption in the 90s. Mr Cook, um, Cook declined to comment uh, to Fairfax Media when they were sort of interviewed for all of this. Uh, the list includes former Australian prime ministers, judges, um, members of the legal fraternity and others. So all of the upper echelon of society are sort of implicated, you know? Exactly. Not all of them, just like people that are rolling in that echelon uh, seem to be the ones being implicated here. So it's it's hard. I mean, with Tony Abbott, the guy has a sister that's a lesbian and he refuses to acknowledge, you know, her as... Her a, right to love who she loves. Exactly. So he's yeah. just a fucking prick, um, you but, know. For sure. But would you say like, and as you say, we're not necessarily... I mean, to a certain extent, we are suggesting that there's some high-level stuff going on here and that that might go some way to explaining some of these reactions from former prime ministers. Would that be Yeah, well, according to Bill Heffernan in 2015, um, it hasn't really been disputed what he said. He had a list which included a former prime minister. We've just had Australia's highest-profile member of the Catholic Church be written a reference by a past prime minister after he was convicted for child sex abuse. Um, 
I'm not joining dots. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just presenting what has happened. Yeah. And, and it just speaks to why, what possible um, benefit would, uh, for instance, John Howard have to do this post-conviction. And it's, it just reeks of complicity. You know what I mean? It reeks of him either needing to... They've either got some crazy stuff on him and they're like, you have to come out and support him no matter what. Otherwise, we're releasing this on you. I don't know. Again, I don't want to say we're not connecting dots because it's sort of our role, I think, to maybe put the dots out there at least. Mm. But yeah, it's... I don't know. It could go some way to explaining these actions. Yeah, and... It hadn't, it hadn't, I feel like it hadn't made a big, uh, made big waves in the US media. This whole like member of the, the Pope C9. Um, yeah. Uh, this is huge. This is like third in charge of the Catholic Church uh, yep. getting convicted of child sexual abuse. Like I know we're probably a bit numb to Catholic um, priests being convicted, but uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, for instance, I'm looking at the front page of whatever9.com.au right now. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. If this was any other, like, what is... Okay. Just half the shit on here is not worth even reading. This should be a front page story ongoing for a while, at least, you'd imagine. It had, like, maybe one or two days in the press. So, this isn't new for Tony Abbott. Uh, supporting a Catholic priest that has been convicted of child sex abuse. Back in 1997, um, Father Nesta was uh, basically convicted and then it was overturned. Um, Tony Abbott insisted on providing a character reference for a Catholic, uh, for the Catholic priest. Um, and he's provided references for other Catholic priests that have been um, um that have been struck Charged off the, yeah struck off the clergy list by the Vatican following a child sexual abuse ca- uh, case yeah. um so he has done this before since this was since 1997 so does Tony Abbott not take this shit serious does he not care about child sexual abuse well clearly not to the to the extent whereby they're actually questioning the validity of the victims right now through these statements do you know what I mean? Like exactly. They're, drag- they're dragging the victims through it all again and basically calling them out to be potential liars, which is just shocking. And you're right, the history of him being associated with protecting these these people is long and it's documented, as well as you'll remember the interview in tw- 2004 on Late Line with um, old Tony Jones. Ah, uh, yeah. And he Jordan just can't Lane. answer it correctly. He can't. Oh, well, it just goes into a massive, yeah, defense again of, of Pell. And it's a recurring theme for the man, let's say. It is. And I don't understand why people aren't questioning Tony Abbott and John Howard's motives when they're both proven liars um, yeah. in the past. Uh, they've got blood on their hands. And I'm just wondering what, why these guys are getting a big pass in this. How do they? Yeah. How, how do they sit down at, at, at family dinners with their children? I, I, I just oh, have man. to ask that question. Like, how do you look? Tony Abbott's got a daughter. I know that um, because his daughter's like got a couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
Like, how does he look her in the face? Something, I just feel like something happens at that level of either power or wealth or something where you, I mean, I don't know, but you're able to disconnect in some ways from real human empathy and stuff like that. Like the greater human empathy or humanity even. You're able to disconnect from that in some way. That's the only way I could think that they could sleep at night. But how do you think they'd do it? (laughs) A lot of Valium. Perhaps. perhaps. A lot of Valium. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so look, we'll keep following this case like we are with sort of yeah. Venezuela stuff. These are the big issues. Like we've got the highest, one of the highest people in the Catholic Church happens to be an Australian priest arrested for child sex abuse charges. We've got the US invading fucking Venezuela. We've got... And no one calling them out. And no one calling them out. So that's what yep. that's what this pod's all about. Absolutely. The big issues that are, mean a lot to us. It's good to work through them together. Yeah, um, yeah, and speaking of big issues, mate. Yeah, so another yeah. one, another one that we've been going back and forth a bit about. Yeah, so those who don't know, Ilan Omar is a Somali American politician um, who's a representative for Minnesota, I believe. And yeah. um, Omar was elected uh, to the House of Reps in 2016. She's I think it's worth also noting that she is the first Muslim Congresswoman. Um, I think she might. Along with Rashida Tlaib. She's um, one of two Muslim women uh, elected to Congress and the first minority uh, woman to serve as a US representative from Minnesota. Quite a historic uh, thing, really. She's um, a real trailblazer as far as what she's doing. If you Mm -hmm. go online, you'll find a wealth of hate towards her in whether it be from the American people just... uh, criticizing her religion, criticizing her as a, you know, photos next to the Twin Towers going down. Um, this what well, this this congresswoman has had to put up with some horrific shit in her mm-hmm. time. And although she has to put up with all of that, she's still very vocal on a lot of issues that matter, like Venezuela, um, which is what we're going to talk about. And also um, she's recently come under fire for criticising um, pro-Israeli lobbying groups such as APAC. But um, she's been gone on the record since then saying she's against lobbying. And anyone that understands sort of lobbying and politics, not that I'm an expert on it, but lobbying is essentially feeding money into the pockets of feeding um, corporate dollars into the pockets of politicians. And you can say that it doesn't sway their opinion on things, but all of those people that have received money from the NRA they vote to, um, you know, support gun laws. All those people that have um, got money from the oil, uh, consi- uh, you know, uh, corporate lobbyists, uh, they vote to, you know, keep oil, um, you know, going strong. So it does happen. Um, but she has copped an incredible amount of um, incredible amount of um, pushback and it's, it's really, really fucking frustrating to see. Yeah, it's 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 insane because essentially what she's calling for is to remove the the um, influence of corporate dollars in the political process, which you know everyone should sort of be behind that. That shouldn't be a partisan issue at all. I mean, so and I think the other thing that's interesting in this situation is um, 
Congressman Omar is a Democrat, mm-hmm. but it would appear that she's actually been attacked from both sides in this instant, from both the Republicans and her own her own team. The Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's of, of the Dems are coming for her also, which is interesting given that there's a long history of people, they're sort of act- attacking her in that um, they're suggesting that some of her policy suggestions are anti-Semitic. Um, they've brought that into the mix in order to basically muddy the waters, given that she has in no way suggested anything anti-Semitic. But if they, as soon as they bring that into the, the conversation, it just flares up everything. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It flares up everything. And I'm just trying to find a tweet here. I did have it loaded up. Uh, but her tweet is very passive. Um, like it's... It's not even really that, um, you know, it's a long reach to say it's anti-Semitic. And President That's Trump fundamentally said, wrong, yeah. Yeah, so President Trump, after she did send a series of tweets, um, she, uh, she, President Trump said she should uh, resign. Now, this is all the while Republicans are having having rallies with pictures of Ilan Omar and the Twin Towers next to him. Yeah. Now tell me how that is, you know, how the fuck you can ask for someone to resign when your own party is having rallies and they're putting pictures and criticizing her because of her, her faith. It's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. They're basically getting up in arms, accusing her of being anti-Semitic while all the while they're being Islamophobic. It's mm. fucking nuts. It's nuts um, and it's hypocritical, which is not a fucking surprise of Trump. And I'm not going to – I'm sick of this Trump rhetoric like he's a saviour by the, you know, people thinking, you know, you know the Republicans and like a certain yep. – the minority. I'm so fucking sick of hearing it because it is so stupid. You're, you're so blind to think that that guy is going to come in and do anything positive. Oh, man, you've been sold down the river if you ever believed any of that. Um, exactly. The swamp. Come on, mate. He is the swamp. He is a swamp. And further to um, the issues that Ilan Omar is facing in not only the Republican Party and her own party, the Democrats, only her, Ro Khanna, and another politician, I uh, can't remember the name off the top of my head, um, denounce Trump's administration's decision to recognize Juan Guaido as the Venezuelan's um, new president. Yep. And, like, to think that they're the only ones on both sides of the parties that uh, recognise this and, re- and and were willing to say, no, this is bullshit, it shows it's, it's deeply concerning for both parties in the whole political process. Yeah, certainly. Um, just thank- it's thankful that we've got people like uh, Omar and AOC sort of working against that grain at the moment how much success they'll have well time will tell but yeah it's pretty grim at the minute with without those people providing that little bit of hope yeah and bernie sanders Um, has criticized um the venezuela like he's he's gone on to acknowledge guido which is the same as he's just following trump but then he's got an offsider who i heard like i don't know what his position is who i heard recently that said that they're actually um 
not a hundred percent on board with what Trump is doing with it. So, yeah, yeah, there's a bit going on with the old Venezuela playing in as well. But um, yeah, I just find it really disgusting that the Dems would turn on her for what seems to be like a completely logical proposal. Yeah. Um, but it does speak to the lobbying power in Washington, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And she, and what her argument is, is she wants money out of politics, which, fuck, it's a great dream to have, I guess. It's not a dream, though. It's quite. It would be quite easy to do. Yeah, it would be quite easy to do, but um, I guess they've got to line their pockets some other way. Yeah, I guess, essentially, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to read one little uh, thing that we wrote, uh, read on one of our favorite websites, The Intercept. They've always got some great stuff on, on most of these topics we're interested. Um, but they wrote, one can't help suspect that it is somehow easier and more tempting to denounce a black Somali immigrant in a hijab who is the first black Muslim woman elected to Congress for her comments on Israel than it is any of those other people, even though their comments went way beyond anything she said on the topic. So basically saying she's a um, really easy target, being who she is and what she's talking about, in spite of the fact that things that are way worse are spoken about regularly and are not brought, you know, are not stopped in this way, not singled out in this same way that she's been singled out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point, mate. And and I think we need to um obviously since 9/11 uh the whole Muslim community has probably been through absolute hell. Yeah. Um I think we need to stop and look at the validity of I'm gonna really struggle how to explain this, but um, yeah, it's similar with the wall and expecting every Mexican wants to jump in over the wall to the US, and I find it similar with thinking every Muslim cares what the United States government is doing and hates America and is spending their life plotting against terrorist attacks on America continually. I don't buy it. I don't buy that nepotistic view. Do you know what I'm? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I that's definitely true. But I also think that there's, you know, as long as America's out there fucking up people's country for the no for no reason, then there are going to be people that have a grudge against America and stuff. Now, like that. Makes perfect sense. You know, hundred like percent. Me, that'd be in my crosshairs. If you don't think so like, if I lived in Iraq, right, hmm. or Afghanistan, and I grew up, in, I'd be fucking rogable obviously do you know what i mean like i would be i don't know what i'd be doing i'd be doing some pretty serious shit um i'm not saying that but i think we need to stop using this rhetoric of um countries are trying to you know i I don't think they have america in their forefronts the only time in the forefront of their minds the only time they have america in the forefront of their minds is when america is invading them or hurting their people or ruining their country yeah which makes perfect sense 
which makes perfect sense. But what I'm saying is, is I don't buy that everyone's storming the U.S. border from Mexico. It's a complete other issue. But no, they're not, and they they've they've debunked all that. That's, yeah, yeah, like it's it's not, not a fucking real thing. And if uh, I just don't know how that keeps flying. Yeah. Um. Sort of before we move on from this, the thing that I most took away, and I just think it's something worth mentioning, and I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying it. But there needs to be some kind of, and we can, I'd like to debate with anyone like what this discourse is, but there needs to be some kind of a free discourse whereby you are able to potentially question the motives and actions of Israel without being called anti-Semitic. I think that's pretty important. But yeah, that's something to talk about for another time, I think. But mm, It's going to be, you know very, I mean? yeah, it's going to be very hard and it'll never happen. Um it won't happen soon. Uh, obviously, David Icke got banned from Australia because of his anti-Semite, uh, his anti-Semitic comments. Apparently, um, that Yano Milanopoulos or yeah, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, uh, Milo. Just, Milo. He just got banned. Yeah, I understand, and this is sort of part of the problem. I, but mind I you, he 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 says some stupid, stupid, outrageous. Hundred percent. Then it comes and, down to the free speech argument and everything, but comes down to free speech and I also think it comes down to inciting hate. If you have a platform and you're inciting hate, right, that needs to be taken in consideration. Yes, definitely. Definitely. If it, it, yeah, intention and context, very exactly. important in these, in these discussions. Yeah. But I, I stand by the fact that everything should be able to be questioned. Agree. Forever, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Everything should be able to be questioned. Um, which is going to quite bring me to my calling bullshit later on today. But uh, yeah, but so we'll move on. That's another one we'll keep keep abreast of. Yeah, she's a. I mean, people like this, you, you some they sometimes pop up in politics, don't they? And you sort of hope that they keep it together, and you hope that they are legit. Well, okay. the media is going to be coming for them, left, right, and center from here on out. So they're going to have to be careful. And just if people can keep that in mind, yes, they're going to make mistakes. They're probably going to say things that aren't right, but they're learning. Their intentions are good, from what I can tell. So just give them a break. Did you hear about the Republicans that went to her town and tried to find her and no. basically find her connections to? Uh, some shit yeah it's there's an article on it um this is a while ago basically they tried to hunt like you know she's getting you know threats and all this sort of shit yeah i mean it's not surprising is it over there unfortunately yeah moving on ilan omar check her out she's um yeah hopefully she's doing what hopefully she's as good as what she sort of seems um yeah lakers fucking lakers talk Gotta get some Lakers talk. Dude, what? I mean, yeah. Mate, we used to just do sport pod, I feel like. It's gone. We've moved so far away from the sport yappings. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We should do a weekly sport recap, maybe. um, Definitely. It's because we live in different worlds, isn't it? You're in the basketball sort of world, and I'm in the English football world. Definitely. And, uh, I'm not, I haven't been on the basketball this season so much because the Golden State have sort of numbed it all for me. They're just so good. But yep. yeah, they're, they're showing a few cracks at the moment. But 
LeBron James and his Lakers are currently sitting at 30 and 34. So 30 wins and 34 losses, which is about six games out of the playoffs at the moment, which with only uh, 20 or so games to go, I think they're fucked. Um, yeah, by all accounts, I was sort of having a read earlier, and um, yeah, it's not it's not looking good. The biggest... Uh, okay, so he's going to say the supporting cast is not there, yada, yada, yada. I personally don't think LeBron James' style of basketball is winning it for you anymore with the way basketball is played, which is just yeah. a heavily three-ball orient, orientated um, system. It's just LeBron's sort of ball-dominant um, style of play. I don't think it's it's there anymore. Um, <clears throat> that said, have you seen his fucking sulking? No. What? No. So this guy, he's a, he's a, it's classic, and you would have played with him in soccer and all other sports and all that sort of shit, where you've got a guy where a bad play will happen, and instead of getting back on defense, they sit there and, like, shake their head and get angry. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like you're very, I, do know, I do know the type, yeah. Very rarely see it. But when you do see it, it's like the lowest form of bad sportsmanship, in my opinion. Like That's what you should learn as a basic athlete, like basic sports person. That's what you learn. Like That's what my kids learn on the netball court. That's what every kid should learn is sportsmanship. You shake hands after the game. You pick your plate, your teammates up. You don't do this. He sits there and fucking shits on them all. Yeah. Well, even the, the act of that shaking of the head in that moment, what that's indicating is he's, he's not happy with the team or, you know. No. So it all stems this current slide from their not inability to get Anthony Davis via a trade. And I might lose you a bit here. So just, just hold on. Yeah, to, go on. Hold on to your pants. Anthony Davis plays for New Orleans Pelicans, requested a trade. He just said, I've had enough um, before the trade deadline. I want to be traded from New Orleans and I want to go to the Lakers. Yep. Um, his agent is LeBron James's best friend, Rich Paul, who started their right. own agency. So LeBron basically controlled the NBA via free agents and things like that. So he started his own agency. They started that shit, didn't they? They started it. Before yeah, then, yeah. that would be considered tampering. But now LeBron yep. James basically has his own agency. So... He told them, well, the Lakers essentially put up all of their young core and their, you know, up-and-coming players to trade for this Anthony Davis, which right. is going to piss people off. It's going to piss you off if you're a teammate of LeBron and he's telling you to, and he's um, putting you up to be traded. Massively, so, yeah. Exactly. So the trade didn't go through because the league um, is not loving this setup with LeBron James and Rich Paul. And so the trade didn't go through for many reasons. Yeah. Um, so essentially, the Lakers are stuck with the team that they had pre-trade deadline. And that team's not going to win. Oh, so. with, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they didn't do any other trades, just banking on that one trade was going to go through. Exactly. And all these young mm. core that he put his put their heads on the chopping block, ah, they all fucking... They hate him now. They hate him. They act as if they don't. But God, they fucking would be like... Everyone that's played with LeBron, is in, other than Dwayne Wade and a couple of others, has ended up sort of not feeling him. He's a... Yeah, right. He's an interesting beast, LeBron, eh? Who could let something... That seems like a massive fuck-up. Someone's fucked up massively. Well, there's so many factors to, at play. Wouldn't you sort of have that... Uh, 
in you know wouldn't have that, have that wrapped up or like have some plan b options if it yeah didn't go through by deadline day and oh that's weird you would have thought so it's the first time lebron has missed the playoffs in i reckon since his rookie year almost wow. like I, I don't know the exact date like he's been in the playoffs for every single year so is he um, retiring this year no nah he's got four years no. on his contract he, I'll tell you what he's doing in the off season. He's filming Space Jam too. I have heard this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So mate, stop trying to be the goat, mate. Stop well, it. that's what everyone said. Everyone's like, okay, can we never have this goat conversation again about LeBron? Because um, MJ never, never had these issues, and MJ's MJ. I mean, LeBron is amazing, but MJ's an icon. Yeah. I was listening to this thing the other day, actually. It was a Lil Wayne interview. Oh, and he's yeah. like, nah, everyone's got it all wrong. It's Kobe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves Kobe. Yeah, Fuck. He does. Kobe was horrible to watch. He's just a ball, ball-dominant player. I was in the wilderness for basketball during Kobe's whole thing. But you I didn't were, see him play once. But you were on it prior to that, right? Like in the... Yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. In the collecting basketball cards days, I was all over it. Yeah, yeah. So give me, give me, give me a BJ Armstrong any day. BJ Armstrong, there we go. <laughs> My, I was a Reggie Miller guy. I love yeah, Reggie Miller. Yeah. I like playing with him on um on whatever the video games were back then. Could be cool. Always shoot mad threes. Mad three skills. Yeah. Yeah. So LeBron James. I mean, um, our LA listeners would be crying right now because there's certain articles on the internet saying that they need to trade LeBron, which would just uh-huh. be the craziest shit ever. Um, but the- Snoop Dogg was trying to sell his season pass for five bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so, people are out there trolling. Yeah, so, look, they've... Um, they've been... The Lakers have struggled. The Lakers have struggled with the last... Guess eight years or so. Um, so it'll be interesting. There's, there's, there's something I don't know if you have this, but there's something weirdly satisfying seeing someone. I don't know. Is it just LeBron? I don't even know. I don't know him that well, but definitely. I feel happy that he's going. Definitely. Out. I don't know why? But definitely, definitely. I I couldn't agree more. It's great seeing. You just want to see some com- competition. That's what you want to see, you know. But then you love legacies. At the same time, you love the greats. Like, you love the greats of sport. But you also like seeing the greats get beaten. Massively, man. And actually, on that note, if I were to give you a bit of a football update, I'm not sure oh, if you please. the breast, But there's been, there's been some huge stuff going on in the Champions League. For those that don't know, Champions League is basically the best teams from each country, each league in each country, um competes against one another so like the best in england will compete against the best in spain against the best in italy la 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 all the best teams in europe play each other anyway you would probably know real madrid heard of them yes of course i have and they've got um who's their main guy they had cristiano ronaldo but recently sold him to juventus for Uh, a lot of money yeah which actually may play into this story anyway yesterday Former European monsters, Ajax of Amsterdam, who have been in uh, the wilderness for probably a decade or more, 
have been on a, the run of their lives coming back into the, the fray and they've kicked out the three-time consecutive champions of the Champions League yesterday, beating them 4-1. So Real Madrid, out. 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 And I couldn't be happier. Just you, Are you not a fan? Is it because they're just constantly winning? Constantly winning. They're just, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of their policies surrounding players. Um, yeah, and plus they beat Liverpool in the Champions League final last year, so there is that. Mm, but yeah, that it's is. just, it's sort of like, it feels like they might be the Golden State Warriors of, of football, and it's just <laughs> wicked to see them go down hard. So how's this team come back? Who is this team again? What did you say? Ajax of Amsterdam. Yeah, they were Ajax has- of Amsterdam. Historically, a huge team um, in Europe for many, many years. When I was growing up, they were the team, the biggest team. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've had stars for years. And I'm not sure what happened, but they just went off the boil for a decade or so. And they've just got a current crop of uh, just an amazing team of young fellas that have come through um, that they've put together that are just dominating. And unfortunately, as is wont to happen in these situations, a lot of them are already under contract at, for instance, Barcelona and stuff for next season. But Oh, so they're already signed to new teams. Can they do that? A lot of them. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a mid-season transfer window every season that, um, yeah, so a lot of them are sold up. They're still playing for Ajax right now, but come season's end, they'll move on to the new team. Yeah, Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. How and, many um, more like teams left in it without us going to Champions League heavy on this? Well, this play? is this is the round of sixteen. So whoever wins these okay. will go into the quarterfinals, which will be eight left. Then so. Oh, so we're still a ways away. Uh, it'll go quick. It'll go quick. Liverpool's got their second game against Bayern Munich uh, next week. I think. How many games are they playing a week? Depends on how many competitions they're still in. Like, hey? per, like per team, how many games per team are playing per week? Like well, how many- say for, for instance, Manchester City are in four competitions still. So uh, on average, they're, you know, normally one, but there's some weeks where they have to play two or sometimes three. So you're saying competitions other than the Champions League? Yeah, so there's the Premier League. Yeah, which- still going in the background. So they can yeah. play in Premier League, Champions League. But they don't for the Champions League. They only play one game a week for the Champions League. Yeah, it's actually one game a month or something for the Champions League. Oh, it's a fucking schedule the nightmare. It is, especially for the teams that do really well. So it's a blessing and a curse for the good teams. Cause and Champions League is what you want to win, right? It's the pinnacle, yeah. It's the yep. pinnacle. Yeah. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to go big on the Champions League coming into when it finishes up. So what, has it got yeah. two months to go or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be some great games ahead. That's for sure. Mate, we're coming. We're coming. The Real Madrid ain't going to win it. So yeah. we're coming back into sport. I know it's good. And shout out to Richmond. Took them a long time to get Cardinal Pell off your fucking board. Off your <laughs> board of advisors, you bunch of pricks. Was he really? I had no idea. That's gone under the radar here. That's gone under the, the fucking the radar everywhere. All you yeah. Richmond bandwagon jumpers. Yeah, um, there, are, there are many. Yep. Let me check what Colonel Pell, George Pell, Richmond vice uh, patron. They've yeah, removed right. him. He's the vice patron. 
So they've only just removed him. Congratulations. Just quietly Richard. removed him. Yeah. And, you know, it's getting to that time of the year where we've got footy season starting. It's exciting. It's exciting. It is, mate. Well, yeah, it's winding up for us, but there's always something starting. And um, I think I'm actually going to the first game. Me actually, too, mate. Yeah. I'm down there. And then come to the horse races with me the night after. We spoke about this, hey? This yeah, is Friday the 22nd. Fully. I'm down there. I'm going to the the opener too. And you know yeah. what's actually happening on that Saturday? Oh, don't. The Swans. <laughs> are, I know the Swans are playing. No, what's it's ha- friend of the friend of the show, Riggy's thirtieth birthday. So ah, look out, friend of the show, Riggy, been living it up in New York, according to his Insta yeah, stories. Man. He's actually back in town right now for a couple of weeks, so it's been good oh. seeing him. Yeah. His his uh, Insta follows some of the best, I reckon. Yeah, if you want to follow some funny shit, I wish yeah. I knew his handle. What is it? I can't remember. I don't know, but it's always something. Always is happening. Not always, yeah. but when it starts happening, it goes for like a day. Yeah, and then it then it might stop for a bit, like all of it. But then once it happens, it's yeah, it's worth it. He, do- he doesn't mind an urban adventure, that's for sure. That's it. That's a good way to explain it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we might wrap it up. But for all the listeners at home, if you want to get in touch with us, you I'm calling bullshit. Us. I'm calling go, bullshit. Yeah, go on. Go on. Don't don't you wrap me up. Don't you. <laughs> You're calling bullshit me. on. Sorry, I'm trying to wrap up the episode. Calling bullshit on I hear you straight up. Yep, yep, fair enough. Um, all right, hit me. You're right. I completely forgot. Come on. Hit me. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. Just yeah. a quick call and bullshit because you don't want a pod talking about another pod. But um, Alex Jones, call and bullshit on you. You're full of shit. Um, and Joe Rogan, simultaneous calling bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on you. What, just in general? Just in general. He just continually just pushes a Trump agenda. And, Alex, and Joe Rogan just didn't um, ask him the one question. Are you in some way getting money or funded from... Like, how are you, why do you only can push that one side? Like, why is it, no matter what, you're pushing that one side? When he can, he claims to be, you know, bipartisan or whatever. Yeah, no one believes that, though. No, he used to be. And he did used to be. He's changed a lot over the years. Yeah, he used to be both uh, Republican and Democrat. But did you watch that? The Witch? I, I, no, I listened to a little bit on the podcast, um... Just them explaining how their the breakdown of their relationship happened in the media and whatever whatever happened, but mm. yeah, he's an interesting cat, Mister Jones. He is an interesting cat, and now on the front page of Infowars.com is Twitter lawyer Vijaya Gardi accuses Alex Jones of child sex abuse on Joe Rogan podcast. It's just like whoa, a fuck, yeah, it's just like a fucking. Um, a circle, vicious circle. Wow! I actually, did you see that one with that girl on it? The um lawyer Vijay Agada, or whatever her name is. Oh, that, is that what I just tried to pronounce? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Vijay Agada. Yeah, that was okay. a weird setup of people. You know that super right wing dude he had on there as well. Yeah, he's been getting some strange people, man. Yeah, I mean. What's it? Uh, Tim Pool is his name. The other guy he had on there who's... I don't know about that guy, man. Mm. He's, like, he's like a wannabe Ben Shapiro type. Character. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Anyhow. 
Anyhow, anyhow. So, all right, well, yeah, bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. We have to call bullshit on something. You've never got bullshits to be called, so I've got to be fucking finding these things to call bullshit on. All right, well, I'll I'll ramp up the bullshit for next week. Nice. You! Oh, a question, actually, before we go. Oh. I've been telling everyone that email address. Have we actually got that email address? Info at? Info at brssmnky.com. I have no idea how to access it. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. So just for now, if you want to message either Mark or Soren, M-A-R-K or S-O-R-E-N at brssmnky.com. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. And we check out the Insta occasionally. So you could direct messages. um, For sure. And all that. Yep. What's the handle? It's just at brssmnky, isn't it? Yeah, brss.mnky, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, wicked one, mate. Cool bananas. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. We might even, we might lighten it up for next week. We seem to be, but these things, they're issues and we care about them. So they just, are, but we will lighten it up. It's, yeah. it's, these are the, these are the, de- there's going to be, I'm sure, yeah, I was going to say R. Kelly might lighten it up, but that's <laughs> definitely not going to. We'll, we'll be on to um, Michael Jackson leaving Neverland by Oh, shit. Yeah, we need yeah. to get out of this fucking hole. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate your yes. support. Hit subscribe. Um, Tell your friends. We're going to load this one up at the Reed Pod as well. Um, yeah. Because people are still listening over there by the sounds of it. So they're going to jump over this way. Sounds like a plan, man. All right, cool. All righty. Wish me luck at Futsal tonight and I'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Take care. See you, buddy.